Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 315. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you so much for listening. You may notice a different quality in the recording. That is because we are moving and I am recording in the new place where there is not a lot of stuff. And the stuff really does help with sound. So it's a little echoey. I apologize. It should not be a permanent condition. It will shift, I hope. So thank you for your patience while we have this sort of extra bouncy recording. Uh, So... Today's blog is another in this series around my experience of jury duty. I believe this is the second podcast version. There are at least one or two others in the the blog so far, and there's a couple more in the pipeline. So there are numerous jury-related, law-related, court-related things come in your way. I'm trying to space them out. So if it's not your thing, you just wait a week and it'll come, we'll have something else. Um, so this one is the one that's going to give you the details of the actual case. Everything else I think is, is not so concerned with those specifics, but this one is going to give you the whole story. So here it is. It's called what I was supposed to get out of jury service and what I got instead. People like to tell you that being part of a jury for a trial gave them a new sense of appreciation for the court system. The videos preparing you for jury service like to report that people say this as well. I might have thought that this would happen to me too, but in fact, it was something like the opposite. The whole experience made me incredibly sad. Now that it's over, I can tell you why. Warning, there's a lot about bowels in this case. I was selected to serve in a civil suit brought by a patient who'd had to have bowel surgery on the heels of his colonoscopy. His lawyer claimed that the doctor had poked a hole in the man's colon while performing the test. The man had been living with HIV since 1989 and at times lived in shelters. He is an incredibly vulnerable man who also, it became clear through his testimony, just didn't really understand what had happened to him. For him, events sort of blurred together. So he felt that he went to sleep for a test and woke up the next day with a colostomy bag attached to him. He's a man who has struggled enormously, and the way our system works, rather than find a reasonable way to get this guy the care that he needs, he's been seemingly pushed into bringing a malpractice suit against his doctor. He would not seem to have any real means of support, and he has an absence of community to catch him when he falls. It sounds like After this surgery, he just stayed in his apartment, unable to go anywhere for six months. And our government, rather than find a way to help this guy, somehow thinks it's better to have him sue the doctor who gave him a test? 
It was clear to me from the start that the doctor was actually exemplary in his care. The doctor's staff made sure the man was okay when he left their office, and when the man went to the hospital the next day in pain, the doctor came to the hospital to see him again. Honestly, if I had a doctor who just gave me a test, turn up to the hospital for me the next day, I'd be shocked. But then I'm used to a pretty haphazard care. The doctor ordered a CAT scan to check for a bowel perforation, and the radiologist reported there is no evidence of a perforation. Twelve hours later, they did another CAT scan, and he developed a perforation. Why? The gastroenterologists we heard from explained it was something called ileus, which is when your digestive system just quits moving. It's pretty dangerous. I mean, I think of what Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais said, movement is life. And then he goes on to discuss that it is movement that is the way that we know something is alive. So when things like the colon stop moving, that's big trouble. Anyway, I don't need to tell you all the incredibly tedious details of this trial, but what may already be obvious is that this poor guy, with all his troubles and cognitive issues to boot, was continually on display over the course of this trial. We saw CAT scans of his entire torso, from lungs to rectum, We heard about his gas, his bowel movements, his fecal matter, and more. For a man who could barely bring himself to say any bathroom words on the stand, it must have been brutal to be so exposed. I tried to make myself feel better by thinking, well, he brought the suit. I guess he asked for this. But did he? A man this vulnerable? The trial seemed to go on and on for no good reason. We'd hear an hour of testimony in the morning after waiting an hour and then be done for the day. It took a week and a half until we were finally put in a room to deliberate. The deliberation took us less than 45 minutes, mostly because the question we had to answer was so simple. It was something like, Did the doctor deviate from standard medical practice and use too much force to push through the wall of the colon during the colonoscopy? No, obviously, no. We were unanimous, and we were not required to be. Honestly, I resent that we had to be asked, that we had to sit in a courthouse for a week and a half to say so. A man had an unfortunate health event, and rather than find a way to support him through it, to help him understand what happened and give him good resources to deal with it, our system thought it would be better to give him some false hope about getting a bunch of money from his doctor through the court system. The system is fine with putting out all these resources for this specious case instead of caring for a vulnerable man. Trials are expensive. If all the money spent on the trial had just been handed to this unfortunate guy, that would have been money well spent. I would be happy with my tax dollars helping out a vulnerable person. 
They're going to pay me $240 for my week and a half of jury service. It's not a lot, but I bet this guy could use that even more than I could. How about don't call me in to listen to a lot of poop talk and just give the money to the man who needs it? It's just such an appalling misuse of resources. And this is how we do it. The doctor was compelled to hire a fancy malpractice defense lawyer. The jurors were compelled to disrupt their lives to come in and listen to this business. The plaintiff was compelled to listen to lawyers talk about his colon for a week and a half. What was the point of all that? Is this justice? We rendered a just verdict, I think, but who benefited from it? No one. It was just a colossal waste of time and resources. So no, I have no new respect for our jury system. It was an impersonal, needlessly invasive, sad state of affairs that exposed not just the inner workings of the plaintiff's guts, but the ways our government fails the most vulnerable. Sorry, no. Especially with the Supreme Court becoming the travesty that it is, I am not gaining new respect for our system. I have lost a lot of faith in a system I might have once had hope for. And that's the trial. That is what happened. Uh, You'll hear more about uh, other aspects in subsequent blog posts, but those are the, the sort of details of the particular case. It's, it's, it's not uh, it's not law and order, folks. <laughs> it's not not fictional court stuff. I kept thinking about Bleak House. Have you guys read Bleak House, the Charles Dickens novel? It's like at the center of the novel is there's a case that just goes on and on and on for years. Um, that is sort of driving a lot of the plot points and I just it's like interminable in the in the novel and I was like I I sure hope this is not like Bleak House (sighs) anyway Bleak House is a great book by the way if you haven't read it so I was trying to find songs about the court and about law and about lawyers or about the colon or about And, you know, like I searched for a lot of stuff and I did find quite a few, you know, law, lawyer. There's a lot. I mean, boy, there's actually a lot of songs about lawyers, which I I guess I knew, but also I'm surprised by what uh, I mean, I guess maybe uh, musicians have lawyers. So they're reasonable subject matter. I don't know. Anyway, some of those are going to be forthcoming. None of them are like quite what I'm after. But uh, I figured I'd save the ones that I found that were possible for the upcoming posts. Uh, But for this one, I decided to go with a song that I found on a playlist, a Spotify playlist that came up in my search results for songs about the colon. And it was someone's playlist that they made for colonoscopy prep. I can't remember exactly the title of it, but it was related to prepping for the colonoscopy, which we did learn about a lot in the trial. 
and which is an incredibly onerous process. <laughs> I have not yet had a colonoscopy myself, but I have learned quite a bit about them through this trial. Uh, in any case, the, someone made a playlist that is hilarious, and uh, I found this song on that playlist, and I thought, it's not exactly right, but I do find it hilarious that it was on this playlist. And uh, it's a song I love, so I thought, eh, why, why, don't, I, why, not, why don't I do that one? Um, there, I found a couple songs about the colon as in the punctuation mark, but I did not find any songs about the colon itself. I feel that our educational songs about the body are, are perhaps limited we got, you know, lots of skeleton songs, but I guess no one wants to sing about the colon. Maybe, maybe that's, that's a project. I should write a song about the colon. <laughs> in any case, I'm going to play for you in just a minute Steely Dan's Dirty Work, which is a song on this colonoscopy prep uh, playlist, and I think that's funny. So uh, I'm going to sing Dirty Work for you shortly. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the blogcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe, all the things on all the platforms, of course. If you'd like to support the blogcast with your dollars, that's amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the hotspot. There's also Ko-fi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. And thank you for your ears on this thing. So, here, without much more ado, uh, Steely Dan's Dirty Work. It, I'm on electric guitar here, uh, just because it was the easiest instrument at hand. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Dirty Work.
to do.